Well, the ace's semi-adopted orphan, Koki, dropped in at the bungalow last night and announced he had asked Jane's niece, Betty, for her hand in marriage. Koki said Betty had tentatively accepted him, awaiting only the ace's consent. It caused quite an uproar. Our scene now is a couple of hours later that same evening. Koki has left. We find Jane, Mr. Ace, and Marge waiting up for Betty to come home. Jane paces nervously up and down. Listen. Well, I just can't get over it to think Koki wanting to get married. Koki, of all people. Why, he was the last person in the world I thought would do a thing like that. Why, it seems like it was only yesterday we brought him here from that orphanage and he learned to call me mother and to call you uncle, dear. And here, all of a sudden, out of a clean sky, he comes in and says he wants to get married. Where he picked up anything like that? Oh, that's children nowadays. They're so smart. They know about everything. You can't hide anything from them. Jane, will you please sit down and stop that everlasting walk? I can sit down. How you can sit down at a time like this is behind me. And how you can sit there and laugh more is more than I can understand. (laughs) Doesn't seem much else to do until Betty gets home. There is that kid. Here it is after 11 and she's still not here. Well, I guess you met Koki downtown and they're talking it over. I'm surprised that Betty's sending Koki here to break the news instead of telling us herself. Or at least coming along with it. Oh, she's a smart little... Marty. She knew it was going to be like dropping a bombshell. She wanted to wait till the smoke cleared away before she made an appearance. What a kid she is. It's always something with her. When she first got here, she developed a crush on Neil. And if I remember correctly, she couldn't stand the sight of Kofi. She called him a moron and everything else. Now, all of a sudden, she's talking about marrying him. Well, that part's easily explained. It's the uh, maternal instinct. Oh, but... She's been looking after Koki, trying to uh, mold him, I believe the expression is, and make something of him. Oh, she wants to make something of him. Yes, she wants to make a husband of him. Yes, you said it. That's just... (laughs) Well, that's about it, Dad. Just wait till she gets here. I'll tell her a few things that'll make her... Now, dear, I don't think you ought to talk like that to her. Now, Jane, I don't think you're going to interfere in what I do. But what are you going to do? I'm going to give that young lady a talking to. I'm going to forbid it. I'm going to warn her. I'm going to threaten her. I'll do anything. Well? I was just thinking, dear. I'll do the thinking, Jane. I was just thinking of a girl I once knew who wanted to get married to a fellow I once knew, and her mother didn't want her to. She was awfully mad, and she talked to this girl, and she said the girl didn't even know the fellow well enough to marry him. And she kept saying it was just a fancy passing. She told her it was puppy love, and she would lead a dog's life. And she was making the biggest mistake of her life if she married this dog. But I did. Oh, what? Well, you know who I mean, dear. J.A., remember? Yes, I... Look, well, what's that got to do with this? What's I... it got to do? Why, everything is almost the same. And if you're not careful, the same thing will happen that happened before. Well, I'll see to it that nothing happens. But it will if you tell her not to. It always does. Why, look at us. Look at Romeo and Juliet. Romeo? <laughs> this is no Romeo and Juliet. This is Koki and Betty we're talking about. There's no Romeo and there's no Juliet. I know, but she thinks he's Romeo, and I no, he thinks he's Juliet. He thinks he's the most beautiful girl in the world. That's just the point. Koki thinks every girl is the most beautiful girl in the world. The minute he meets a girl, he starts raving about how beautiful she is. And as for Betty, well, it's like Marge says. He just carried away with the idea that she's contributing to Koki's welfare by marrying him. She feels sorry for him. She thinks he needs looking after her. Truth is, she needs looking after. And if your sister won't do it back home, and you won't do it here, I'm going to do it. But, dear, it won't work out right. If you just holler at her and tell her she can't marry Toki, they'll want to get married all the more. Oh, let them want. Oh, by the way, Jane, what's your idea about the whole thing? Um, are you in favor of this match? 
Well, I don't think so. Oh, you don't think so? But I know one thing, that just hiring it, Betty, or hiring it, Pokey, that isn't going to make them not get married. Remember the story I just told you about a certain yes, girl? Yes, I or... remember, Jane, but I don't see a parallel. Well, it's just... Say pardon? I th- you haven't told us yet, Jane. What's your idea about it? What do you suggest we do about Betty and Pokey? Well, here's what I think. I think it would be nice if we just acted as if we liked it. Acted as if now, we wait there. If we acted as, as if it's all right, only we told them that they ought to get be engaged first for a while. Engaged nothing. Oh, wait a minute, Asa. Go ahead, Jane. Engaged, yes. Well, if they stay engaged for a long while, then they'll get tired of each other, don't you see? Then it won't be too late to stop going with each other. Because if they got married first and then got tired of each other, then the only way out would be a divorce. Because I think the greatest cause of divorces is marriage. The greatest cause of divorces <laughs> is marriage. Well, it is. Yeah. But my way, I mean, being engaged, it won't matter. Because if they get tired of each other, she can just give him back the ring, and Pokey will take it back to the man that sold it to him, and they'll live happily ever after. Pokey and the man who sells him the ring yes. will live happily? No, Pokey and oh. Daddy. They'll forget all about it. Now, that's the way we ought to handle it. Isn't it, Morris? Well, I think there's something to be said in favor of that, then. What? What? What's there to be said? <laughs> I mean, I think your side of the argument has a good point. The truth often does come out the minute he puts the ring on her finger. On the other hand... No, on the other hand is the wedding ring, dear. What? <laughs> we're not talking about that yet. We're just talking about the Jane, engagement. I say, on the other hand, this thing is going to be stopped right now. But, dear, it doesn't work out right that way. You remember how a certain I'm girl... I'm going to handle this my way. Well, it's the wrong way. It won't do any good. Oh, well. I remember even after my mother told me not to marry you, how you kept coming to the house and bringing me flowers well, all the time. Well, there'll be no flowers here. I'm going to nip this right in the bud. And don't think I'll have any trouble. <laughs> nip it in the bud. I just got that, dear. What? I said about you bringing flowers and you said nip it in the bud. Oh, <laughs> oh you're so repulsive, dear. Now, listen, Jane, I'm in no mood for any funny talk at this time. There's somebody at the door now. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, now, please, dear. Hello. Hello, Betty. Hello. Hello, Betty. Hello. Uh, well, it's getting late. I guess I'd better be trotting off to bed. Oh, Mark, no, wait. It's okay, I'd better get up early tomorrow. Oh, but you don't leave now. Please, oh, Mark, don't well, go. Well, what are you waiting for? Why don't you say it, all of you? Why don't you have it out? Why do you quibble? I didn't quib. Well, who's going to tear me to pieces first? I suppose you've elected yourself first, Nicholas. Well, what are you waiting for? I think you're pretty fresh. I'd rather not deal in personalities, if you don't mind. I'd prefer to get to the point at once. The point is that you ought to be thanked and sent to bed. Oh, the medieval approach. And what'll that solve? Listen, young woman, before you go any further... Just a minute. Before you go any further, I might save you a lot of bother by reminding you that you're only my uncle. Also, that Koki is not legally a member of this family. Not even legally adopted. What you have to say, I must remind you, will have no bearing on what we decide to do. Well, what was your reason for sending him here to sound us out, then, in the first place? He wasn't sounding you out. He was merely breaking the news to you. I thought it would be nicer coming from him. Oh, you did. You did think of what would be nice, did you? Our minds are made up. Even though you did your best to crush the boy here this evening, discourage him and persuade him that he was making a mistake, our minds are still made up. You only make my job with him more difficult. I've dedicated myself to his betterment. I won't be deterred. Well, a very pretty speech. You've dedicated yourself to his betterment. I have. Mm, and you think it's for his betterment that he marry you? You're getting personal again. Well, it's very difficult to discuss marriage without getting a little personal. Not I this mean... marriage. It has only the loftiest aims for its purpose. Hmm. Uh, I want to use a word here that probably will be hooted at. By you, I mean. 
How about uh, love? Do you love him? Don't change the subject. Oh, I didn't know I was. Aren't love and marriage sometimes spoken of in the same breath? I didn't know, I mean. I the just... expression of my love lies in the life I've molded for him. There's that word again. My. Cookie told me of your attitude here earlier this evening. I was a little disappointed in you. My attitude? Well, that was only a surprise, I assure you, Betty. I'm talking to you now, Betty. I think I know your attitude, Uncle Ace. We have nothing further to say to you. Well, maybe we haven't, but I have, and you're going to listen to me. If you think all this highfalutin talk of yours about high ideals and lofty aims impresses me, you're mistaken. All it resolves itself into is that you and this boy are thinking of getting married, and I'm warning you again. Warning me? Yes, warning both of you. In the first place, you don't know your own mind yet. In the second place, Pokey hasn't a very large one to know. Only a couple of months ago, you couldn't stand him. Now you want to marry him. That's quite a switch you made, isn't it? And even if you do think that you have to be an influence on him, do you have to marry him? Have you been reading uh, How to Win Husbands and Influence Him or what? You're being rather facetious, aren't you? Well, maybe, but not silly. And if you think your life is dedicated to making something of Pokey, uh, can't you do it without marrying him? If you loved him, that might be an argument in your favor, but you haven't even mentioned the word once. Something transcend all love. Oh, come down there. The stop being a modern 18-year-old. I see there's no use talking to you. Oh. Aunt Jane. Yeah? Cookie wasn't quite sure of your answer. He said you cried a little. Uh, well, I did because it was so sudden. He said you gave him no encouragement. Well, Betty, I think it would be fine if you just sort of got engaged first. Jane. Now, this, you ask me, it's my turn, isn't it, Betty? Go on, Aunt Jane. Yes, yes, go on. Well, I think if you got engaged first, and then after you stayed engaged a while, then you could get married. Engagement is for the weak-minded. Yes, and in that way, you could wait and see if you really want to get married. Why don't you get engaged first with a ring and everything, and then... Thank you, Aunt Jane. That'll be all. What? I think I understand your attitude now. Then you will? You think that if I become engaged to Cokie, the novelty will soon wear off. But I'll grow tired of him, then break it off. Isn't that it? Oh, she knows that one. <laughs> well, that's fine, Jane. You sprung that on her and it didn't work. Now I'm in charge. Let's look at the practical side of this argument. How do you two expect to live? We can manage. Yes, how? It takes all you're making now to get along half decently and you pay no rent. What do you expect to do when you and Cokie get married? I believe there's a trite, but nevertheless true saying that two can live as cheap as one. Two can live as cheap as one. Of course, if you want to live cheap. Oh, I, I mean. heard that saying before. Yeah. Two can live as cheap as one. The only way two can live as cheap as one is if one is Charlie McCarthy. Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> yes, Jane. I, I think he does. Jane has got something there. But uh, Betty doesn't seem to be discouraged, does she? Just what Betty's and Cokie's next step is, we learn when next we meet the Easy Aces.